The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. This series is an in-depth, through-the-Bible exploration with a focus on what the scriptures teach about the source and nature of authority. Before we join Pastor Greg for the start of the next sermon in the study, let me invite you to visit us on the web. The website address is www.shiarjashub.org. Now, let's go into the Sunday message. If we turn again to 1 Kings chapter 12, I would like today to draw on the study we did last week about the foolish use, the misuse of authority by Rehoboam when the Israelites sought him to lighten the burden, the taxation, the labor conscription that was placed upon them by all the building projects of his father Solomon. How Rehoboam rejects the advice of the elders to serve them, to be as a leader, a servant to them, that the people would then serve him. He rejects the advice of the elders for the advice of the young men who tell him to tell them that he would take and make the yoke upon them heavier and that his little finger would be thicker than his father's waist, that his hand would be heavier upon them, that the yoke they would now experience from his reign would be way heavier than any burden, any yoke they experienced under Solomon. And from his unfeelingness toward them, for his misuse of authority, they then say to him, what share have we in David? What inheritance do we have in the son of Jesse to your tents, O Israel? And they left. They departed. When he sends out the tax collector, they stone him. He flees. Rehoboam flees to Jerusalem. And Israel, we're told in verse 19, has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day, to the time of the Babylonian captivity. And when Rehoboam gathers the warriors of Judah and the warriors of Benjamin to go and fight against Israel, God sends the prophet Shemaiah to tell him that they're his brethren, that they are the brethren to the people of Judah and that they should return to their house. They should not fight against their brethren, the children of Israel. Rehoboam is a caution against the foolish misuse of authority for church leaders and actually for all those in leadership. And it's a caution against the idea of the heavy yoke, the heavy burden placed upon those who are technically underneath in your position of authority. Though we saw last week when we read in the Gospels that he who seeks to be first 
must be the very last and the servant of all, that we are all brethren, we are to call no man father, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. A matter of fact, Jesus taught them over and over this servant mentality. Remember, Rehoboam is there saying, look, you have to serve me. And when the elders come to him and say, you serve the people and they will serve you, he rejects that advice. But not so with the church. Jesus taught in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 14, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. So if Almighty God, the one through whom all things were created, comes down, empties himself of the glory of heaven to become as one of us, and then serves his disciples in such a way that he gets down at the Last Supper and washes their feet, what example does that give the church for its leadership. Certainly, it's a servant mentality. They are there to minister, the word means servant, to serve. Not to rule it over, not to lord it over, not to place themselves in some high position to receive a lot of praise and, and respect in the sense that people are in awe of them, they're afraid of them, and they will do anything they tell them to do, not because it's the right thing from the scriptures, but because they say it, because of their position. That's not the way of the New Testament gospel. And Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29, concerning salvation in him, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That's the gospel. The yoke in Christ Jesus is easy. Well, why? You're yoked together, and there are things we have to do in this world. But who's yoked right beside you? Jesus Christ. He's bearing the main weight of the burden. He's gentle and humble of heart. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So then the Rehoboams in religious institutions that look to place a heavy burden, a heavy yoke, to make their requirements thick, his little finger will be bigger than his father's waist, he said. Those who desire to put a heavy burden upon the people not following the example of Jesus Christ, who is telling the people to come to him to find rest, rest, Sabbath, for their souls. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 23 to the religious leaders of his day that were more concerned about their position, their power, than the truth of God who took the truth of the Old Testament and the directions that God gave to the people and expanded on them and embellished them into rituals and traditions 
that became such a great burden upon the people that it became a distraction from God's truth. Jesus said to them in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 1, in verse 1 it says, Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to the disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe, observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. They tell you, they preach, they put requirements upon the people, they don't do it themselves. He's telling them, don't rebel against them, do whatever they tell you to do. But don't do according to their works, for they bind they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. They won't help. They're great to tell and to place more and more upon the people and they themselves won't take and relieve the burden at all. It gives them more power. The more they can instruct and push and manipulate and direct, it gives them more power, more authority, but they're not really concerned with the salvation of the people they're ministering or, or leading, because otherwise they would try to help them, give them the answer to relieve the burden upon them. Down in verse 23, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. There are gnats and camels. And while they should be concerned for the gnats, they should be more concerned for the camels. When religion becomes like Rehoboam, it flips priorities. It emphasizes the small things. Why? Well, it meant tithing, it meant money coming into the religious system, so that received great emphasis. And the more important things are left alone. The more important things the camels are swallowed because they have their priorities backwards because the people are there to serve them. They are not there to serve the people in their minds. In the New Testament, there was a lot of debate uh, at the time of the book of Acts about the burden of the law to be placed upon the people, the Gentiles who are coming to Jesus Christ. Some of the, the points were things that God gave in the Old Testament. For example, circumcision. That was indeed a covenant God gave to the Jewish people. It was a covenant to the descendants physically of Abraham. It did not need to be applied to the Gentiles. More importantly, it was a spiritual circumcision of the softening of the heart. And then there were all these rituals and traditions that grew off of the Levitical system, the traditions which Jesus said, you nullify the word of God for your traditions. And what do you do about the Gentiles now? that have come to Jesus Christ in faith, receive the Holy Spirit, desire to fulfill the spiritual law, 
But there are these Judaizers going out and telling them, you have to fulfill every little bit of the law and the traditions of the elders. You have to now make yourselves Jews in the traditional sense. The council met, and in Acts chapter 15, we read uh, in verse 6, Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? We will continue this sermon in our next program. Our service time is 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at the Memorial Hall in Madison, Connecticut. You can find maps and info about our services on our website at www.shiarjashub.org, as well as a library archive of programs that are sure to help you in your daily Bible study. The address again is www.shear hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll also find important articles written by Pastor Greg Scalzo. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.